When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Got plenty of breaking news here in the NFL Live on a Wednesday. I am Field Yates. I've got Dan Orlovsky to my left. We also, of course, have our guy, Marcus Spears. We'll be joined by Keyshawn Johnson and Jeff Darlington in just a little bit. But we have some breaking news on two separate topics as we begin the show as the Patriots have some clarity for Sunday. I'm told the Patriots will start quarterback Mac Jones, their first-round pick from just a year ago on Sunday against the Jets. He started but did not finish against the Bears this past Monday night. Played just three series before Bailey Zappi took over for Jones. Earlier today, Bill Belichick was noncommittal on the starter. We now have clarity. It will be Mac Jones on Sunday against the New York Jets. Dan, your thoughts on the Patriots' decision to completely, go with Mac? Completely the right decision. Have to. I, I'm going to say this. Number one, everyone knows how much I love Mac Jones. Value the football. Over all things in this game, value the football. Zach Wilson and the Jets offense without AVT and Breesaw cannot beat you Mm. unless you give them this game. Second thing is this. I will challenge the Patriots. Run the same offense that you have ran with Bailey Zappi for Mac Jones. You put Mac Jones under the center once in the first quarter. He ran one play-action pass all game. What has made your offense better over the past three weeks with Bailey Zappi is you have put him under center. You have lived in play-action. You have dominated on the ground, and you have Max protected. Don't change just because Mac Jones isn't in there. That's my challenge to them now that he's your starting quarterback. Dio, I love that, man, because earlier this season we talked about how this offensive coordinator situation will work out with Mac Jones, and they built a formula in his absence. So I'm with you. And I love the move. Like, and we talked about this a couple of days ago. Don't scorn your young quarterback who you just got in the first round with playing games. You need him there mentally, physically, and emotionally. And you can see Mac on the sideline against Chicago. Yeah, yeah, look, it looks good for the camera. Let's let America in on this. It looks good for the camera when Mac Jones congratulates Bailey Zappi. And no, he doesn't have any ill will towards him. He wants to play. He wants to be in the game. He's not happy about sitting on the sideline and everything ain't kosher. Because he's giving Bailey Zappi a high five when he coming off after doing something well. So I like this by Bill Belichick for clarity. I like this for Mac Jones. And now he can continue to try to ascend as the New England Patriots quarterback. You talked earlier, Dan, about how much you believe in Mac Jones. Let's no talk about the locker room. And by the way, a lot of reasons to. The guy yeah. was one of the best rookies in the NFL last season, if not for Jamar Chase, right. may have been the NFL's Offensive Rookie of the Year in the locker room and maybe even more specifically in the quarterback room and for Mac Jones himself. How important do you think the clarity is at this juncture of the week? Because, well, over the past 48 hours, there's been all sorts of speculation. What would they do? Where would they turn? Now we've put that all to bed, and you would think that as long as Mac Jones continues to play better each week, right. we could put this to bed for the rest of the season, maybe the rest of his career with the Patriots. Yeah, right? and we've even heard coming out of that game that the other players on offense did not know that both guys were going to play and that Mac was going to come out. I would say this, Mac Jones, you do nothing differently. Yeah. Right? Like your teammates don't want to see, oh, now, now that you've named the starter, you're becoming a different person. You do nothing differently. That being said, you make sure it's very clear that this is your football team, that that's your offense. You guys, Marcus Field, you've heard me say this before. Quarterbacks are like hippos, man. 
That is my offense <clears throat> on the field. Mm. That, is, that is my group. So you make sure it's very clear right now, like, Bailey, we're boys and we're teammates, and this is my team, okay? And, and yeah. you don't change who you are, but you're uh, yeah. unapologetic about making sure that everyone knows that you're, you're their leader. Dio, I'm glad you said that. Let me, let me tell you how defensive guys look at this and, and what's the perspective for us. Confident humility. That's what we want yeah, from like our that. quarterback. We want to know that when we get this guy the ball back, we got a chance to get in the end zone. But we also want him to be one of the guys. Yeah. Okay? We don't want him operating on a level where he's higher until he has to deal and lead from that standpoint, from that bird's eye view. And I think as a young player, deal, that's why it was so important, you and Babyface, I was saying don't kill Mac Jones' confidence. He's built over a rookie year a rapport with players. I remember Trent Brown talking about him and saying it's something about this kid. Like he came in with confidence. He's a leader. He had the battle for a position when he came in as a rookie. Look, everybody knows that I'm not one of the ones that write home about Mac Jones' rookie year. I thought it was solid for a rookie. But the things you saw that he can build on is starting quarterback, high-level quarterback play. Right. Mm. Don't, don't put that up for interpretation if you're Bill Belichick and his coaching staff for all of these guys to try to decipher. Confident humility is what Mac Jones needs to continue to have. Yeah, so Mac Jones will start for the Patriots again on Sunday against Something the New York Jets. Keyshawn doesn't have. Confident humility. <laughs> wow. Way to welcome in Keyshawn Johnson, who is with us here now on NFL Live. And, Key, what do you make of the decision by he the Patriots laughing, to go forward with Mac Jones as their starter against the Jets? Well, first of all, Swagoo, I can't be mad at a dude with ears this big. But anyway, in the end of the day, you, you, you look at the situation with Coach Belichick. He made the right decision, but he made the right decision last week by starting Mac Jones. This is only for the Jets. So let's not assume that he won't pull the same move that he pulled against Chicago on a Monday night if things don't go the way they envision it going against the New York Jets. Does Mac Jones deserve the opportunity to continue to try to lead this team? Absolutely. But I think Bill Belichick earned – he, he the players deserve the right. The other 52 guys on the team deserve the right to try to win football games. And if he's the right guy to help them win, then great. And if Dr. Z's the right guy, then that's great too. He had to make a decision, though, because you can't leave quarterbacks in particular, as sensitive as they are, in limbo about what it is that they what it is that they are trying to get done and what it is that they need to do. They can't go to their locker and go to meetings not knowing if they're the starter or not. You can't do that to those guys. Yeah, so as the Patriots at 3-4 and four travel to New York on Sunday to play the 5-2 and two Jets, it will indeed be Mac Jones, a player that certainly we have Confidence can continue to grow off of what we saw as a rookie in 2021. Is this there wasn't enough news? More on NFL Live. One second here, Key. New on NFL Live. We've got Jeff Darlington here to report some news out of Philadelphia as the extremely rich just got even richer. That's right, Field. Eagles general manager Howie Roseman strikes again, making the trade, bringing in Robert Quinn, pass what? rusher of the Chicago Bears, in a trade that brings him to the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. This was one that really was... Uh, getting a lot of talk throughout the week. Quinn, a guy who really wasn't fitting into the Bears system this year. Uh, only one sack to his name through seven games after 18 and a half sacks last year. Now he goes to an Eagles team that also is in need of pass rush. They really only have two healthy defensive ends 
that are capable of that type of pass rush. So Quinn comes into a great situation, tries to pick up where he left off in 2021. He still is signed through 2024. So if he can play well, this feels like perhaps the type of situation where Robert Quinn could stick with the Eagles and certainly leave a team where he wasn't necessarily fitting in this season. Field? Jeff, great stuff there. And I think, think we still have Marcus Spears. Unconfirmed. We'll find out in a moment. Swaggy, I don't know if you've passed out. I don't know if you can hear me or not. Um, sometimes a picture says 8,000 words or it's worth 1,000 words. How do they do this, Swagoo? I thought the Eagles looked like they were loaded already. Bro, Howie Roseman got to be the damn executive of the decade. You hear me? <laughs> like, I don't understand it, man. How You get better. He did everything you needed to do this offseason. He got A.J. Brown and kept draft picks. Yeah. And now you go get one of the better pass rushers, Robert Quinn, who a lot of people don't really talk about because of the team he's been on. And you add him to the Eagles, man, who already is an elite team. Mm. We're, uh, we're trending towards being the favorite for the NFC uh, representative in the Super Bowl. You had a pass rusher, a dynamic guy. Yesterday, okay, the Dallas Cowboys add Hankins. And I'm like, yes, we have fortified the interior of this line of scrimmage. We can defend the run because we got pass rushers. And I say we because, yeah, I'm in fan mode right now when it comes to the Cowboys. And then Howie Roseman goes out and says, I'll raise you and I'll go get Robert Quinn coupled with already being an undefeated football team. I'm sick of it, y'all. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I love watching you when you get How do you feel emotional. the Philly guy? How's the Philly, or at least the guy who's married uh, to a Philly guy? Married to the Philly girl. Uh, one, it is now officially Super Bowl or bust in Philadelphia. If it wasn't already and it was trending yeah, towards that. Yeah, man. But this is Super Bowl or bust. It's mm. the advantage of having a quarterback on a rookie deal. So kudos to Howie Roseman. Yeah. I agree with Marcus. It's your move, Dallas. Dallas can't stay put now. Mm. It, there's no way that they can sit there and say, well, we're going to contend for the division the, and, and the playoffs and the NFC title and think that that team right now can beat Philadelphia. They're mm. just not capable oh, of doing it unless Philly man. gives them a game. So it is Super Bowl and Boston Philly because now he's with, you know, Hassan Reddick's balling on mm. Philadelphia's defense right now. Yes. So we, 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 Philadelphia has now taken what's the best cornerback duo in football with Slay and Bradbury yeah. and now has added to a pass rush that has already been very good. So we're, we're talking about a defense right now I'd sit there and tell you it's just as good as Dallas's. On paper, this defense in Philadelphia can go throw for punch for punch for Dallas. Yeah. The difference is Philadelphia's offense is clearly above Dallas's. So moves on you, Cowboys. What do you make of this game? Hey, Dan, what did your what did your favorite team, the Los Angeles Rams, do over the last three years? They acquired game-changing talent. And that's exactly what Philadelphia just did. They went out and they got A.J. Brown at the receiver position. They went out and got OBJ. They also went out and got Von Miller. They went out and got Robert Quinn. Right. They went out and got Jalen Ramsey. Now we know that they got Darius Slay at the cornerback position. So they've covered some of their weaknesses for sure. Yeah. This team, much like you say, Dan, it's boom or bust. They pushed all their chips to the middle because they see an opportunity. The NFC is not as strong as many people may have thought at the beginning of the season. This is an opportunity for them to cash in and play in the big toaster mm. in Arizona. Mm. I tell you what, completely agree with you guys, the idea that this team is viewed, and I believe appropriately, as the favorite for the rest of the season. But the crazy part about this is they may not be all in because they still have an extra first-round pick next year from the New Orleans Saints that, as of right now, land in the top ten. Philly right now Bruh. is seemingly gaming the system, acquiring talent, and keeping all Bruh. of these useful assets. Well done.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. SPN app. All right, let's head north to Indianapolis, where the Sam Ellinger era is officially upon us. The Colts have decided to bench Matt Ryan in favor of the 2021 six-round pick out of Texas. As we all know, this season, the Colts have been one of the league's worst offenses. They rank 30th in both points per game and turnovers, but a big reason for their struggles has been their pass protection, which also ranks 30th in pass block win rate this season. Mobility could be the key to Ellinger's success, especially what we've seen up front so far from Indy. Earlier today, Matt Ryan and head coach Frank Reich addressed the media regarding the decision. You know, as a, as a player, um, you, you just always anticipate, you know, it's next week, you're getting ready, you're, you're going to go. And so that's where your mindset's at. And, and there, there is a little bit of, of that surprise and shock or whatever uh, at the beginning. Uh, it's a decision they had to make, you know, as, as a player, as a teammate, you have to move forward and, and you've, you've got to, you know, help out where you can. It's not on one person. We've already, you know, I'm not going to keep hashing through that. It's not on Matt, but he is a quarterback. So getting sacked too much, turning it over too much, and not scoring enough points. And that's on all of us. So the decisions that are made are, are made around, are made around that, that venue. Anybody who knows Sam knows that he's made for moments like this, right? I mean, that doesn't mean, is he going to go in and, you know, be the player, offensive player of the week? I'm not saying that. Will he have growing pains? Absolutely he'll have growing pains. Um, but I can tell you this for sure. There's nobody waving the white flag. That is not in the DNA. It's not in my DNA. It's not in our players' DNA. I would never do that in a million years. I just want to quickly say, Matt Ryan could have gone up there, made a stink, pouted, done something that actually hurt this organization. Took it like a pro. He's a 10, man. Well, he, Great leader. 10. Yes. 10 out of 10. No question about that as a human and for a long time as a football player. Marcus, let's dive into the on-field impact. Did you see this as a move the Colts are making because they think they're going to be better with Sam Ellinger? Or do you see this as potentially waving the white flag on the season? I mean, they're still 3-3-1. Three, three and one. Nah, they, they, they waving the white flag. Uh, really? That's what it boils down to because if Sam Ellinger was good enough, they wouldn't have got Matt Ryan over to be a quarterback. They would have went with him. He's been there in the system, understands what they need to do. And I get it. Like, look, best of luck. And, and Sam Ellinger might work out. But you're not going to tell me a quarterback change comes in week eight and you change to a guy that you've had in the building that you've been able to scout. Last year, remember, guys, it was Carson Wentz. And the year before that, it was Phillip Rivers, right? This didn't work out. And I know we're talking about ramifications from Andrew Luck, but you make a change in the middle of the season. And, yes, every coach in the NFL thinks when they make a quarterback change, 
This is to promote your team. And Frank Reich is thinking right. He's not supposed to say we're waving the white flag. My only question would be, so why didn't you just go with him when the season began? Hmm. If that was if you had all of these things that you knew about Sam Elliger. That's what makes me scratch my head. It's hard for me to come on here and say, because I know the work that is put in to try to win games in the NFL, yeah. that this is waving the white flag. But this is a part of happenstance. But it's also a part of you already knowing what you had in that building for you to go out and get Matt Ryan anyway. See, it's difficult for me to say that they're waving a white flag sitting at 3-3-1, three, three and one, although they lost two games to the city, Tennessee Titans. They still could potentially win the division. Now, can this young kid come in here and calm things down because all of a sudden he's in, they're gonna run the, they're gonna make a commitment to run the ball despite their running wolves. Are they gonna still push to do that and help him out, unlike they did with Matt Ryan? Is the defense all of a sudden going to get better? Because when you look at it, no head coach and general manager is gonna wave the white flag at three, three, and one. Hmm. Because if that's the case, they're gonna wind up getting fired. They've got a duty to look after all those other players inside that locker room. Now, what I would say is they didn't help Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan didn't help himself with their coaching style, blocking things up, protecting him. I thought when they got him and acquired him from the Atlanta Falcons that they would do the simple thing, protect him. He wouldn't turn the football over. They would run the football like they've done in the past, and they would play some pretty sound defense. That hasn't happened, so now it's time to move on. The pressure falls completely on Frank Reich's shoulder. This has to work. Yeah. And this offense should become who the New York Giants have become with Daniel Jones and Brian Dable or who the Philadelphia Eagles are with Jalen Hurts. The reality is Indy lives in the shotgun. Because Matt's a little bit older, they live in the shotgun. Gun run, running the football with a shotgun quarterback when he's not a threat, it's just not that great. You don't, you don't really threaten don't the work. defense, yep. right? So this yep. offense now yep. has to become... What the, the, the Giants are with Daniel Jones, when they do run the ball, there's the opportunity for him to be a keeper. Or with the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, when, when they hand the ball off to Miles Sanders, maybe you know, Jalen Hurts keeps the ball, they run the RPO. And I would disagree with you, Marcus. Like, they're making this move because they think it's going to make them better. Because right. the reason yeah. they didn't do this yeah. to start the season, big fella, is because they thought this offensive line would be better. And it just yeah. hasn't been. Yeah. So maybe yeah. they think that this move not only helps the quarterback play, but helps the offensive line. What do you got, Swaggoo? Listening to you and Key, I 100% agree. I, I was wrong in my in how I thought about that. To your point, D.O. and Key, you get a more athletic guy, which lends itself to that. Um, th and that's fair. That's fair. For me. I, I thought about it, listening to both of y'all talk as far as waving the white flag. I was thinking from the context of you didn't have the guy that you wanted in the building and you thought I Matt Ryan – would ascend this football team. So that's that was how I was thinking. But listening to you guys, you are absolutely right that Ellinger, maybe his athletic ability and what they can do differently does offer them a different look offensively. Wow. I got you. Interesting opportunity here for Sam Ellinger, who's got exceptional intangibles for the quarterback spot. Let's move to the team that actually leads the AFC Yo. South right now, the Titans, whose defense has been leading the way during this four-game I mean, winning streak. They're on this way. since week three. Tennessee's defense ranks in top five both in terms of points allowed and defensive efficiency. They also lead the league in third down conversion percentage. And check out this awesome moment from Mike Vrabel in the locker room just moments after the most recent win. When I started coaching, I would have never dreamt that I would get to coach a bunch of guys that compete their off. 
Okay, I'm just telling you, you guys fight your ass off. Okay, every day I go to bed, okay, I go to bed knowing that you guys are gonna fight your ass off. It's not gonna be pretty, okay, but you guys are gonna fight, man. So I wanna tell you thank you. Okay, David, Ben, okay, I've never seen anything like it. Okay, I love you. Love a lot of you guys like my kids. Okay, we spent a lot of time together. We're going on five years on some of you guys. Okay, what we do here is a family. And there's gonna have some good times, some bad times, okay, but we're gonna figure it out, whatever it may be. All right, for more on this, let's get Jeff Darlington in here. And this was just an awesome moment. But Jeff, let's talk about Ryan Tannehill. He was seen in a walking boot following that game. What's the latest with their quarterback? Well, the good news field is that Ryan Tannehill was out of the walking boot today, but he is dealing with a sprained ankle. Uh, an ankle that could keep him out of Sunday's game. We don't yet know exactly what the status will be. I've talked to several people with the Titans. They, too, are monitoring this, trying to figure out how much he'll be able to play. As one person told me, he is tough and he is known for it. Ryan Tannehill, believe it or not, since being named the starter in 2019, all the hits that he has taken, he has never missed a game. Mm. So if he were to miss this game and Malik Willis were the starter, it would be the first game since 2019 that Ryan Tannehill has missed. Mm. Malik Willis, certainly a very intriguing player, but we shall see whether he starts on Sunday. Dan, what about this offense is jumping off when you break down the tape? Well, just watching the video with Coach Vrabel, the thing that I loved when he said, like, we're just going to figure it out. Mm. That's really what they've done. And then when you hear Jeff say, how tough Ryan Tannehill is because that's what stands out the tough throws that he makes and then Derrick Henry so this is going to be a throw to Austin Hooper I want everyone to pay attention to a couple things so you got a go route out on the outside here with that condensed split and that corner playing the way he is you don't love it so Tannehill is going to get this snap but the first thing he's going to realize is as he peeks to the right right he's kind of peeking to this right he's trying to move this linebacker this way as Derrick Henry's going out on a wide route perfect so he's got really good vision there now the second thing is this the concept is really trying to throw this ball to Austin Austin Hooper on this deep cross. It's cover three carry, meaning this safety in the middle field is eventually going to drive, and then this linebacker is actually going to carry Austin Hooper vertical. The throw has got to be absolutely perfect because once Ryan Tannehill is making this, this, like, this isn't a good window to throw the football to. I can't throw it over the top because, again, that safety is going to drive. I can't drive it to him because the way this linebacker is playing. Look at Ryan Tannehill right now. He is about to take a shot mm. from DeForest Buckner, but he's still like, I'm going to try to fit that ball in to Austin Hooper. This is, you got to be a tough dude to make this throw. Now, this is what I love. Look at that. There's a difference between accuracy is throwing it to your guys. Ball placement is a throwing away from their guys. That's a ridiculously good throw. And look at the quarterback. He's on his absolute back getting hit by one of the best defensive tackles in football. Just the tough throws that Ryan Tannehill can make kind of embody who Mike Vrabel is, their head coach. Now, Derrick Henry, the thing that's happening with Derrick Henry is this. He's not letting holes close. This is what I love. 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends, okay? Now, the Colts set their formation in what we call an underfront. This guy's called the shade defensively. His body is touching most of the center. And then this guy's called the seven eye. Now, what happens is everyone pay attention to where these two linebackers are, okay? See how they both are inside the hashes? Now, watch what happens. Motion's going to come. And as the motion comes, see where now they end up? They both went from here to there. Beautiful job of using motion. Now, this is what we call duo. This is my favorite play for the Titans. Look at this duo right now, baby face. I got a double team to there mm -hmm. and a double team to there. Now, a couple things stand out about this double team. Number one, look at how both these cats are looking at their linebacker, right? Looking at their linebacker number two see how their right hands are free this is a great job in this double team both of them have their right hands free and know when to peel off they peel off at the perfect time this is a great job of getting that double team there and that double team there and peeling off the perfect time Derrick Henry you cannot let the hole close 
Everybody at home, watch how much he, look at that hug. Tell me if you can see green space or grass in between there. That's how you hug the double team block as a tailback and you burst through that hole and do not allow it to close. Ryan Tannehill taking on the persona of his coach making tough throws. Derrick Henry not allowing holes to close in that offensive line. Ben Jones with his head coach having those emotional moments. You know what I feel like, guys? Like, this team plays for Mike Vrabel like he's the 54th player. You know what I'm saying? Like, he probably could lace him up and be the 54th if need be. Rather yeah. than he's, he's the guy who just controls us, so to speak, you know? Yeah, totally. It's incredible what they're doing. They're doing it's, this without their left tackle, their number one receiver, and their number one pass rusher. It's incredible. The, you know, they are, they are, they are the definition of identity. Mm. Yeah. The Tennessee Titans are. Remember last year we talked about the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm not, I'm not talking about like just, just making a Super Bowl run. I'm talking about staying within the vein of absolutely who you are. Last year this team was the first seed in the AFC. Yeah. But we talked about the Bills, we talked about the Kansas City Chiefs, and we understand where their limitations are. But when you look at what they've been able to do these past four weeks, they've gotten back to absolutely who they are in their identity. It's no coincidence that the big fella, Derrick Henry, is starting to grind and churn, and you just showed the duo which they major in, which they've dominated for so long in this league with him being that running back. Look at this over oh, since week three, y'all. Derrick Henry is back to being the guy that we are, have grown accustomed to. Mm. Off of that becomes play action. Ryan Tannehill gets better. Coincidentally, your tight ends get better. Your offensive line starts to play with a lot of confidence. And the greatest thing that Dan just showed in that breakdown, there is that is that is 1995 football. Yeah. There is nothing creative about it. Send motion, up, right? move people, and run it down your throat. Yeah. And that's what they've been doing. Uh, and having a lot of success with over the years because of who their running back is and how they are physical at the point of attack. What are they, though? What, what type of team are they? Are they a team that can compete with this in the AFC? Or are they a team that can win the AFC South? How far can they go mm. with this style? When you look at the opponents that they face, yeah. they beat Indy twice, they beat Washington, right? and they took care of business against the Raiders, which I thought the Raiders could have won that game if Wilder catches the ball in the end zone instead of letting it bounce it out of his hands in interception. So when I look at that, I understand your record is your record. There's nothing, you can't take that away from that. But when you look at the two teams that they lost to, the Giants and the Bills, both of them have one loss on their record. Mm -hmm. Now, as we move forward later on in the season, are they going to be able to beat the good teams in the National Football League. Mm. Can they beat the good teams in the AFC? Fair question. Keith. That is something that I think will hang over all of our heads for a period of time. And they have that new fancy stadium coming out. Key's not getting invited to the debut. <laughs> what if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. 
Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Let's go to Dallas, where running back Zeke Elliott is out of practice today after suffering a knee sprain during Sunday's win against the Lions. This play right here, kind of an awkward tackle moment right there. He did find the end zone twice, but it may have come at a cost. He missed practice today, as we mentioned. We'll see his status for Sunday, but let's get Jeff Darlington in here for more. And Jeff, what can you add about where things are at with Zeke right now? Well, field head coach Mike McCarthy is trying to maintain some optimism, not ruling out Ezekiel Elliott for this coming game. But the people I'm talking to in Dallas seem to believe the expectations are very low that he'll be able to play. Uh, not only is he dealing with a knee issue, he's also dealing with a bruise that occurred because of that play as well, a deep bruise. So uh, the other thing is if he sits out of this game, the Cowboys have a bye after this. That would give him two weeks off, maybe a little bit of incentive there. Okay. Mike McCarthy said he won't incentivize it because of that. But ultimately, two weeks off could be good. One other thing real quick. Ryan Tannehill, remember I mentioned he never missed a game? Ezekiel Elliott has only missed one game due to injury in his career before this in 2020. Pretty amazing stuff. Wow. Key, what do you make of the impact? Swaggoo, you take it first. Okay, I know. We'll go to Swaggoo. It's our responsibility. So how do you anticipate this offense to look if Zeke is unavailable or not 100% on Sunday? I already see you on Twitter hoping for a Kareem Hunt trade. (sighs) Yeah, man, something, man, something. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm just emotional. I'm all over the place. It's a lot happening today. Listen, I think, look, Tony Pollard is very capable, right? But the two-headed monster is one of the strengths of this team and this offensive line and the way they've been playing. Yep. But Dak Prescott, here you go. You may be called upon to have more of an impact on this game, pushing the ball downfield than you normally would want to. Zeke is very valuable. And and what they do, especially in pass protection, I know everybody's talking about the handoffs, but we've all talked about how important he is to picking up blitzes and pass protection. That's one of the things that is going to be very interesting to see uh, this upcoming week. But it's a tough blow for this offense that has prided themselves on his physical nature of running and getting Tony Pollard on the outside. Yeah, I don't care what it looked like this past weekend. I, I want to look forward. Okay, mm. number one, Kellen Moore, you can't win a Super Bowl with a boring offense anymore. Okay. And I get that why you had it with Cooper Rush. I want you to become Andy Reid. All the creative stuff that you often show on third down in the red zone, call it all the time. Okay, okay. unload the bag. Okay. Number two, Dallas is the only team that has played Detroit this year that did not score more than 27 points against them. You ain't going to win a Super Bowl not being explosive. Okay, you are 26th in the NFL right now in explosive plays. Again, you had Cooper Rush. That has to change. Your defense is Super Bowl caliber, but to win one or get there, this offense has got to match it. Become more explosive, empty the bag. Kelly Moore, don't listen to Dan. Whatever you do, be boring. (laughs) Do exactly what you've been doing. You have a quarterback that can make 
three or four throws, you have a solid defense, oh and you have a running game. Do not listen to a quarterback because guess what quarterbacks want to do? All they want to do is throw the ball all over the lot. Don't do it, Kellen Moore. Don't I'm do not, it. That's I'm all not, I'm going to say. I'm not saying throw it all over the lot, but if they don't do it, they'll be home with you. Stick, wow. stick to my recipe. 19 to 25, 200 yards and a touchdown and zero You'll turnovers. Be home. Just look at the statistics across the home, league man. with winning quarterbacks. That's You'll all I'm be saying. Home. We just don't need to listen do to Dan going back and forth. Just don't listen to Dan. Dan Swaggo, okay. don't fall for it. You know I think there's only one Gee, way. Only one way I can think of to kind of just ease the tension here, break it up a little bit. A puppet horse just screaming across your screen Dan. right now. <laughs> Coming up next. That's right. We got the Fly Dan wagon. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm going to go to the Pacific North. Hold my ponies for me. Ponies. Pacific Northwest. I know Mina's not here today, but Mina will be here tomorrow. So I got to go to her favorite team and probably like right now her favorite player. The one and only Geno Machino Smith is on the game line. And right now, Geno Smith is the 2018 version of Jared Goff. And let me show you how he's running this offense so well in Seattle now. First of all, getting through progressions. This is what's going to happen. He's going to catch this snap and empty. And the concept he's really going to try to get is this sticker out right here off that number three receiver. But the reality is that linebacker drives it. So number one is taken away. Geno, can you not get stuck on one, get the two to three? Watch the reset in the pocket by Geno Smith. This is beautiful. Reset in the pocket. Now he's got a two-man concept, low to high. Number one is going to be right here. Here's one on the, the stick route, and then here's number two breaking in on an in route. The read is this defender, okay? If that defender hangs back, you throw number one. If that defender drives, you throw number two. Geno Smith goes from one to two to three, and look at that Beautiful. ball coming out right behind that linebacker leaving. Ball placement's perfect. I absolutely love that. That looks like 2018 Jared Goff when the Rams went to the Super Bowl. Now, I love the fact that Seattle's decided to get into a little bit of a bunch and run the football with Kenneth Walker and DJ Dallas. But when you're a quarterback and you go under center and you use the run game, you got to be a part of it as well. You got to be unselfish with what happens after the handoff. Okay. Everyone pay attention to this. Okay, so Gino does a great job here. And what I want to point out is a couple things. Number one, you see how his left hand is hidden on his belt buckle? It's not hanging out here. When you hang it out here, quarterbacks, the defensive linemen know that you're handing the football off, okay? So he keeps it on his belt buckle. Number two, the head placement as he's giving the football. Because here's the reality, baby face. These guys are all looking at the quarterback to figure out what you're doing with the yep. football. 
Now watch what happens. Once he hands that ball off and he's so committed to doing the little things with that, look at this defensive lineman. He is now running for the bootleg out of Geno Smith because he's committed to doing the handoff and the bootleg the same way. Yep. You think that helps open up the hole? I mean, you tell me, this guy is chasing after, now looking, going, uh-oh, Abe Lucas, their big-time right tackle rookie, doesn't have anybody to block. Right. There's multiple clips of that on tape by Geno Smith. Geno, shout-out to you for committing to be a part of the run game. He's getting through progressions. There's a reason why he leads the NFL in completion percentage. The reason why, no matter man or zone, he's gotten it. There's a reason why he's top five in passing in a bunch of categories. Because all the little things and the details matter to Geno Smith. Isn't it Welcome funny to the Dan Wagon, fella. We fetishize these things like arm strength and big-time throws. And those things matter, no doubt, right? But the small things added up helps over the course team. of the game help your, your team, team win. Geno certainly doing that. From Geno to another quarterback, as Tua Tungabailoa made his return to the lineup after a multi-week absence while in concussion protocol. The Dolphins got a win in Week 7 over the Steelers. Tua threw an opening drive touchdown, completed 60% of his 35 total passes. And here is Tua earlier today on his running style, of course, a big topic of conversation. Obviously, had my coaches telling me, we don't ever want you to do this. Uh, obviously, I, I get that coming off of uh, the injury and the concussion. But I don't know, to, to me, it, it's, it's football. I, like for me, I can I can see the first down in instances and, and you know, want to do all that I can to, to go and get it. And I'm going to tell you, I, you know, got to slide. I got to do all of that. But instinctively, it's just it's I don't know. It's I know it's like a weird competitive thing. Jeff Darlington back and you heard about what Tua had to say about his aggressive play. What more can you add to that? Right. Mike McDaniel himself said, I'm never going to totally encourage that at all. I'm probably going to advise him to slide every time. But when push comes to shove and a guy has the ball in his hands, it's going to be tough to get him to completely turn it down. Although I will try one other point on that, talking to some people behind the scenes. The problem with the situation with two is not that he, he by the way, he needed he, he got seven yards on one of those runs. He needed eight. And the problem isn't that he failed. The problem is if it's that close, if it's that close where it's not obvious he's even going to get it, that's where the coaches want him to recognize. Either throw it away, punt it, and lift his feet another day, or make sure that it is clear that you're going to get that first down and get down. Yeah, body that's, the, that's the one thing Dolphins coaches want to see. Certainly. Body preservation, an important thing for a quarterback. Key, you also didn't like how much Tua was taking off and running on Sunday just in general, right? Well, tell me more about your thoughts. Well, we've seen... The Miami Dolphins without Tua, we've seen the Miami Dolphins with Tua. Yeah. If this is the team that has a desire to make a strong play, a push in the playoffs, he cannot do that. There's three things that I need him to do. And if I was on this team, I'd tell him, take your butt out of bounds to the right, take your butt out of bounds to the left, or slide down with your feet immediately. You don't need to be a hero. I understand it's instincts. We all have them as football players. We want to do more. We want to help our team. But you're not helping your team. If you're in the tub, you cannot help the club. Can't make the club, can't help the club from the tub. More Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
So Lamar Jackson got off to a great start against the Blitz this season. He had a 99 QBR in his first three games. That's better than great. For the past four games, different story, as his QBR has plummeted to just 23 while completing less than half of his passes when opponents bring extra rushers. You know, and tomorrow he's going to face a Todd Bowles defense that loves to bring pressure. They blitz on opponents, excuse me, blitzing on 32% of their opponent's dropbacks. Dan, we see those numbers. How do you think the Ravens should attack the Bucks tomorrow to counter those potential blitzes? Potential blitzes. I mean, very simple. I would gut this defense with my run game. Mm. The reality is Baltimore, that's who, this is a very simple mindset on a short week. We are one of the best running offenses in football. We okay. average 3.8 yards per carry before we get hit. And you know what's happened a lot against Baltimore recently is teams are pressuring their open side. What I mean right. by open is there's no tight end there. It's just the offensive tackle. And they're trying to close everything down. Be ready for that and gut it. Okay. Shut it down when they stunt. You shut it down and let's get downhill. Challenge this Tampa Bay defense that was awful last week with their discipline and their rush integrity, or excuse me, their gap integrity in the run game. See yeah. if they fixed it on a three-day week, a four-day week, because I don't no think practice, they can, basically. right? Don't make this pressure situation about Lamar. Run it right down their throats. Brother, you are preaching to the choir. Listen, man, it is... It is almost, it's so abnormal to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive front play this bad, poor communication, like you said, Dan. And a lot of times when we speak from it from a defensive context, guys just trying to do too much. Instead of responsibility and allowing the play to develop in front of your eyes as a defense. Well, you get this, like you said, you get this run team in your wheelhouse, but not only that, the threat of P.J. Walker, from the Carolina Panthers last week caused a lot of problems yeah, his own reach, for yeah. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because of his athleticism. Welcome me and Lamar Jackson, <laughs> okay? Dan, I do believe this, though. There will be times in this game, because me knowing Todd Bowles, and I, I believe between Levante David and Devin White, there is a pride factor that's going to sit in. Lamar's going to have to hit some downfield. Mm. And it's going to have to be Duvernay. It's going to have to be Bateman. And Andrews, he's going to have to make a few explosive throws in this game. I just refuse to believe Tampa going to allow themselves to get crushed in the run game all four quarters. Yeah, you know what, Swaggle, you're right about pushing the ball downfield here and there because there's going to be some nosy people in the secondary creeping up. Those linebackers are going to be creeping up because if you gash them like Dan is saying you're running the ball efficiently and you're doing the things that you're capable of doing, you're going to have some over-the-top opportunities. With all that said, though, you got to close them out. Can't let them hang around. You can't blow leads late in the fourth mm -hmm. quarter and give the ball away. You can't do that because if you do that, you're going home with an L. By the way, keep an eye on Mark Andrews' status for tomorrow night. That's not an injury to be ignored. Their star tight end not practicing so far this week. We know that he was not yeah. practicing for much of last mm. week. He did end up playing. Keep an eye on that one for tomorrow night because as far as their passing game goes, that's it, right? He's the only guy that scares you if you're and on baby face. defense. Go ahead, Swagoo. Yeah. To your point, he was only targeted twice, and we know that's because of injury. Mm -hmm. That don't have nothing to do with the game in this last game. Hey, yeah. my, my fantasy Great team point, certainly man. agrees with you, Swagoo. So we'll keep an eye on whether <laughs> Mark Andrews is available tomorrow night. Time now for one more thing to close the show, and Russell Wilson had this to say uh, about his flight over to London and how he made use of the eight hours. Was it, eight hours flight here? That's, that's the first two hours I was watching the film. 
get, watching all the cut-ups and everything else. And then for the next four hours, I was doing treatment on the plane. I was walking up and down the aisles. Everybody was knocked out. I was doing high knees and working on my, working on my legs and everything else, you know, making sure I'm ready to rock. Uh, so that was good. And then the last two hours, of, the last hour of that, I, I, watched, I fell asleep for one hour. And I watched the film the rest. So I feel great, uh, ready to ready to roll. Um, you know, I'm super locked in, ready to uh, hopefully get a big win in, in London. <laughs> Who wants it first? You want to keep? Come on now. I'm, I'm I got to do the flight to mom. Hey, yeah, I was so gonna I'm, say. Uh, listen, I'm man. Refrain. You're not hey. gonna. Hey, Dan, you're not just gonna fly over? Call me nuts. I like sleep. It's good for the soul. Back to uh, NFL Live. Back well, to call me, bro.